1: Uh, good evening. Uh, I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm Jim. I'm glad to be here tonight. Uh, I, um, well, I'll well, i tell you a, bit, a little bit about how I'm feeling tonight, and I'll go into my story. Uh, my son uh, just passed away a week ago Wednesday, and so I'm still dealing with that emotional uh, problem, although it is diminished. Uh, it, uh, I certainly uh know I have to be here in these rooms uh uh to uh, keep a handle on my emotions because i'm the kind of person that will seek out other solutions uh uh when my emotions get out of hand and so I am glad to be here tonight uh and uh welcome to all the new people and so um and uh you know when i, I uh you know, a lot of newcomers and birthday people congratulations too. I, uh, <laughs> when I was new, uh, they always told me the same damn thing keep coming back, keep coming back. And my response to that was, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I'm not coming back here for a couple reasons. Number one, uh, I've got nothing in common with you people. and <laughs> It's obvious to see you're way sicker than I am. I mean, I got a problem, but I'm not in your category at all. And the third excuse, really, if you knew this one really worked good for me, uh, is that I told my sponsor, <laughs> Uh, Anybody could see this was a program for Jewish women from Los Angeles. (laughs) Therefore, I didn't I didn't belong here. And uh, so I didn't come back. I did not come back. And uh, I uh, um, that first meeting I went to. Uh, actually, let me back up a little so you understand where the sponsor things coming from i didn 't have my sponsor that directed me to o a uh, was my sponsor in in another 12 step program that i 'm in and uh, he was a medical doc he was a physician a medical doctor and uh, so i uh, he said, you, for some reason, he said, you need to go to OA. And um, so I thought, well, I don't really, I don't need another 12-step program. I got one, that's enough, that'll take care of all my problems. This so right in the book, I'll take care of all my problems. Uh, and that means problems resulted uh, related to another disease, not this one. And so I... Uh, um, I thought, well, I'll go to one meeting just to see what, it, you know, just to get him off my back, basically was my thinking. So I went to a men's morning meeting where they ate breakfast during the meeting. Now, I don't know, I'm not not trying to belittle this meeting because I I think it's still going, but I was appalled. I couldn't believe it. Uh, These guys were eating these huge uh, breakfasts and during the meeting and I thought, my God, this is, uh, you know, as I say, I thought I'm just not this sick yet. And so I went back to uh, uh, this doctor that was sponsoring me in the program. I said, well, listen, I, I just don't uh, belong in OA because I just, I, I'm, I don't identify at all with those people. They're just way different than me. And and uh, finally, I talked him out of it. I talked him out of it. And I said, what I'll do and uh, he was not a compulsive reader, by the way, or anything of the sort, but I said, uh, what I will do is I'll call, I know what they do in OA, but I'm just not going to any meetings. I'll go ahead and I'll tell you what I'm eating and my food plan, and I'll do everything they do in OA, and, and my recovery will just blossom. And uh, uh, without having to go to meetings or having to mix up with you guys. And so uh, he bought that story. He bought it. Yeah, hook, line and sinker. And so I started doing everything you guys do here. I had a food plan. I called in my food. I, I did everything uh, that I thought you guys did. And the result was absolutely nothing. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> uh, because it wasn't. One compulsive overeater talking to another compulsive overeater. It was a compulsive overeater talking to an alcoholic. They have no idea what the hell we're talking about. And so finally he caught on to my little uh, program, if you call it that. And he said, listen, Jim, uh, why don't you try to change your attitude about OA? And uh, why don't you go back? I told you I wouldn't bring this up again. And I won't if you if you you don't want to. i won't bring it up again after this and uh, go to another meeting and change your attitude, change your attitude about it. So I thought, all right, I'll go to another spam meeting. So I went to a meeting uh, in Laguna Hills. And uh, before I walked in that meeting, I thought, well, I'm going to change my attitude. I'm going to do just what he said. I'm going to change my attitude. And so I changed my attitude I came in I talked to people I set up some chairs I think I greeted some people and all of a sudden you guys I just fit in I was you know it completely changed my uh, perception I I was able to identify with you and uh, it went so well that night that I I got a sponsor I got an OA sponsor which is what I needed and so um, by that shift in attitude, I was able to uh again come into this program and feel comfortable so um, I went back and reported to my other sponsor how it had worked so well, and he was quite elated that you know i wouldn 't be trying to con him anymore, and that i <laughs> I was off uh to o a that was seventeen years ago by the way. So I got this. Uh, he says, uh, I sponsor another guy that's in OA, and I'm going to ha- call him, and he'll be your OA sponsor. And I said, All oh, right, okay, I guess so. that's all right. So his name was Scott Redmond. Some of you may have known him here, and uh, Scott was my first OA sponsor. And so my first day of absence, uh, I uh, talked to Scott, and he said, Now, Jim, um, what I'm going to tell you is this, and it's very simple. Call me before you do something. Before you do something. He says, Don't call me after you do it because I can't help you then. And he, he says, you think you can do that? And I said, I think I can do that. So uh, I got up, and uh, my, this would be my first day of absence. Uh, and uh, I did fine, I, breakfast was fine had a beginning and end there was a gap. Lunch was fine, had a beginning and end there was a gap. Came home, ate dinner, that was fine. Had a beginning and end. There was a short gap. And that usually lasted to about eight o'clock. And I was well into my fifties when I came in here. And at eight o'clock I head for the kitchen. And that's just that's that's my life. Always has been. So uh at eight o'clock or thereabouts, I got up and I walked right into the kitchen. And uh, I thought, just before I did something, I, the thought came back to me that he had told me to call him before I, I was going to do something. And I thought, well, okay, I'll I'll call him. Uh, I, I don't have any expectation that he could say anything that would deter me from what I was going to do. And so I called him up and I said, hey, Scott, this is Jim. I'm in the kitchen. I'm getting ready to do what I've done basically for my whole life. And I don't know what you could possibly say to me that would deter me from doing this. But I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to listen. And, uh, and I don't know what he said, but it wasn't very long. And he said, but the gist of it was, he, at the end, he said, you better start praying. And he hung up.
0: <laughs> and I,
1: I thought, well, that, that's, his, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: I can't imagine what what good that could possibly do, uh, but as long as I've gone this far with this guy, uh, I'll pray. And I certainly knew—I mean, I knew prayers—but the only prayer that came to my head in that 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 uh, that evening, that first day of my abstinence, uh, was that uh, I said this: "God, relieve me of the obsession to compulsively overeat." God, relieve me of the obsession to compulsively overeat. And, uh, I, and I still use that prayer today sometimes. But I, uh, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if you even call it a prayer. It's just what, what came to my mind. And I stood in that kitchen for a few minutes, and uh, I, I walked out of there, and I have been absent for 17 years since that day. Now, the interesting thing about that is this, that uh, uh, when I tell that story, I think people think, well, you had some kind of a spiritual experience there, and uh, perhaps I did. Perhaps I did. No, no doubt I did. Uh, but there's a there's a, a kind of a drawback to spiritual experiences, and the first is that they don't last very long. They only last for about a day, actually. And uh, the other thing is, you can't recreate them again. You cannot recreate them again. So I. Having realized this, I, I understood that I was going to have to continue to do uh, the things that we do here in order to stay absent. And so I embarked on the steps and uh, with my sponsor, and I'd come up here to, I, I live in Long Beach now at the time, I lived in Laguna Beach, uh, and I'd drive up here, and we'd go to the Log Cabin, I guess it is. Uh, I don't even know if that's still there. So Log Cabin, that kitchen sink meeting, I'd go to that with him, and I'd go to Serenity Sunday with him, and we worked the steps. And so, uh, immediately, my life began to to change as a result of of, of having this program, these 12 steps. Uh, And so, I... uh, Reported back to the doctor that was encouraging me to come, to come here, how well I was doing, and uh, he was quite quite excited and wanted to hear all about it. And I told him about Scott and I was doing well and working the steps and everything. And then uh, I said, uh, Paul, you know, uh, I I uh, I have been thinking this before I went over to see him, in that he was a uh, physician that when I was new, I uh, diagnosed myself as being clinically depressed. I was clinically depressed. Even though I'm not a doctor, I did not diagnose And I'm sure him being a physician, he'd understand that, and that he would be more than happy to write me a little prescription for something to take care of the depression. <laughs> Uh, So I went over there and I explained that to him and I said, you know, I thought perhaps you could write me a prescription for something to deal with this depression. And uh, he says, well, I don't don't believe in drugs. I said, you don't believe in drugs? You're a doctor. How can you not believe in drugs? Uh, He says, what I don't believe in is using drugs as the first avenue of approach. He said, there's other approaches without turning to drugs. And and he said, I uh, myself have had periods of depression when I was new and in my life. And what I have done is I use exercise to overcome that depression. And uh, I suggest he's telling me now, I suggest that you start exercising to deal with your depression. And I was thinking to myself, God almighty, I'm not that depressed. (laughs) But but again, I was willing to do what he suggested. And so at that point in time, um, I was, uh, I guess I was 255 pounds thereabouts. I'd had a few heart, uh, at least two heart operations, I believe, at that time uh, as a result of the obesity and and also, I had uh, developed onset diabetes at that point. And I was depressed, of course. So, I, uh, uh, I, I couldn't do much. I, I didn't, you know, exercise. The word just made me sick. Exercise. <laughs> so, the best I could do was I got my dog and I walked around the block. And that was it. That's, that's the condition I was in uh, 17 years ago. So, uh, I got home, I sat on the couch, I was sweating profusely, and uh, but an interesting thing happened as a result of taking that action. I felt better. I started to feel better. And so I called him and told him I was, you know, I walked around the block and said, okay, that's fine, keep it up. So pretty soon I'm walking around the block and, uh, you know, I'm working the steps with my OA sponsor. And, You know, of course, uh, I'm reducing this symptom, and that's all it is, a symptom of overweight. uh, And uh, I'm addressing uh, this disease of compulsive overeating. Uh, And so uh, I went back to my sponsor. He says, well, I'm going to hook you up with another guy named Chris, who goes over by your house and he runs around the track. Every morning at 5 o'clock, he goes and he runs around the clock. Well, I didn't want to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. And I certainly couldn't run either. Uh, But I said, well, maybe I'll just go over and meet him. And uh, uh, he said, fine, you do that. So I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and I go over to the high schools in the track. And this Chris would be running around this track like a chicken with his head cut off. (laughs) I had no
0: idea
1: why he was doing it. And uh, so... Uh, Chris says well why don't you just uh you're obviously not going to run so why don't you just try walking around that walking around the track while I'm running we'll kind of hook up every morning and I said well okay I'll try it Chris but I I don't know that I can actually walk all the way around the track and uh so sure enough I was able to walk all the way around the track and I you know of course I reported back to my sponsor oh, I walked all the way around the track this morning and you know I met Chris and and uh, pretty soon, I'm meeting him every morning, and we're walking around. I'm walking around the track four or five times, and, um, you know, my, my life is getting better. I mean, I didn't really know it, but uh, my life was getting better. And uh, pretty soon, after a while, well, this Chris guy says, uh, he says, listen, you've been coming here every morning at 5 o'clock, walking around this track. Why don't you try running around the track once? And I said, listen, Chris... <laughs> you don't understand I've got heart problems not to mention the diabetes and the depression <laughs> that uh, you know my cardiologist would never ever approve of me running and he says well why don't you ask him and I said I will I'm going to ask him so my cardiologist uh, who I still talk to today is this guy named Greg Thomas actually down in Long Beach and so uh, I had an appointment to see him and I walked, we were in the office and I said, you know, Greg, uh, I got this other doctor that started me in this exercise deal, which I don't like. And now this other guy is asking me if I would, if, you know, I should maybe try running around the track. I'm going and walking, but he uh, wants me to try to run around the track. And I, and I told him, I told that Chris guy, I said, you would never, ever approve of me running. And this great took one look at me, and he said, you know, Jim, considering the condition you're in, anything is worth the risk. (laughs) So, So back to the track I go the next morning... And uh, I said, well, Chris, I talked to the doctor. He said, I guess it's okay if I try to run. I don't have a heart attack here on the way around. (laughs) So sure enough, I ran all the way around that track, you know. And uh, I couldn't believe it. Neither did did my sponsor. And (laughs) so uh, I embarked on this running thing, see. And uh, gee, my health is getting better, you know. My cardiologist—he can't believe—he can't believe what you guys have done with me. You know, I mean, uh, all my vital signs are getting better, and uh, um, and uh, one day Chris can't run with me anymore, and so I'm left alone. I don't do too well alone. I kind of need somebody to hold my hand, and so I went back to the old doctor guy, and I said, you know. Uh, this chris guy has got to change his schedule now i got to get up at five o'clock by myself and go over that damn track and run around there by myself and i don't want to do it and it's not going to be any fun and uh he said i'll tell you what he said i got an idea for you he says why don't you make that part of your 11th step in other words we have an action for every uh, our steps are a bunch of actions okay He said, That can be your action to go with the 11th step. And for those of you who are new, the 11th step is that we seek through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with our higher power. And we're praying for knowledge of His will for us and asking for the power to carry that out. Very simple. And again, I said, Well, oh, okay, I guess I can do that, you know. So I, sure enough, I go to the track, I'm running around, I'm doing my 11th step. And, uh, and it just uh, worked wonderfully. It worked wonderfully. I had no problem with it all. And I stopped calling it exercise and running. And I started calling it spiritual activity because it was, made it easier uh, for me to do. And uh, I, uh, it, it just worked wonderfully. And so I got in this routine of sharing this action with my higher power uh, relative to one of our steps, uh, which all our steps have an action that go with them. So anyway... Um, we're good, and I'm still running today. I'm still running today. And uh, I'm not a marathon runner or anything, don't get me wrong. I mean, I've run 10Ks, and probably now, I, you know, I'm getting older. I probably run a 5K if my life depended on it. But I run consistently. I go to the gym. I ride my bike. I, You know, I do a lot of, lot of activities, and they're all part of that 11th step, uh, which is the big payoff here. That's the big payoff here is that 11th step, I think. Uh, this conscious contact with a higher power, reliance on a higher power. Uh, And so um, uh, pretty soon, I'm not taking any medication for the heart uh, things anymore. Uh, I'm not taking any medication for the onset diabetes that has gone into some kind of a remission. Thank you. And, uh, of course, the depression is much better. better. Uh, And so I have uh, had a... uh, you know, a spiritual change as a result of these steps. Now, I uh, I know that OA has a definition of abstinence, and uh, I'm not in disagreement with it or anything of the sort, but as a result of this process, um, I understand today, and I believe, at least myself, I don't know what you believe, but that... Abstinence uh, has very little to do with food or weight loss. Uh, It's a spiritual condition that we get by working the steps. Now, certainly, I have a food plan. I've had a food plan since day one. A food plan, uh, and my uh, abiding by it, is not abstinence. That's called a diet. That's called a diet. And if a diet had worked, I wouldn't have to come to LA, but it didn't. So what's different about a food plan and a diet? Well, very simply, uh, this is that a food plan has spiritual content. It's part of a spiritual program. And so I'm able to adapt it into this program. And that uh, I now have a a food plan that is committed uh, to my sponsor and to my higher power. And uh, I... And I had adapted as part of a spiritual recovery program. And so that's a tool for me now to step into this spiritual condition of abstinence that I get by working the steps. OK, now, as uh, in the 12th step, uh, it says that uh, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, Well, if I've had a spiritual awakening, I'm in a spiritual condition. And so abstinence to me is a spiritual condition. Okay, I'm in that 12 step. I'm in that spiritual condition. And now uh, the weight loss takes care of itself. That was just a symptom of what was wrong with me. Uh, and anybody can figure out if you're a compulsive overeater and you stop compulsively overeating, you're going to lose six, X amount of pounds. That's, that's very simple. But weight loss is not abstinence. Weight loss, for me, was a result of being abstinent, being in a spiritual condition. And the food plan was a tool to get abstinence. So the focus is always on the abstinence, the spiritual condition, through the steps. So... Um, I... Uh, I'd like to leave a little time for questions. I don't know if you have any questions. I know there's a lot of new people, uh, but uh, uh, here I am now uh, reflecting back you know i'm seventy two years old now uh, I, uh, I'm in better health than I was when i was thirty five believe it or not I'm in better health than i was. I couldn't run uh, a five k when i was thirty five uh, and i uh, as I say, the di- the medication I take a couple of uh, medications just for plaque, or you know, uh, but nothing specifically uh, for the heart problem, and nothing for diabetes. So um, I feel that uh, as a result of being an OA now, and being 72, which is just a number, but. I'm getting younger rather than older because I'm able to do things today I couldn't do uh, when I was half this age. And so the only explanation I have uh, is for these rooms, for these steps, for my sponsor, for my higher power. Uh, I have this life, this freedom, uh, where I am uh, I'm at peace in this world. Uh, I'm, I have serenity in my life. I have relationship with God. Uh, Uh, What's her name? Uh, (laughs) Uh, And so uh, and I don't have to go out. I don't have to compulsively overeat. I have this peace of serenity and I don't have to compulsively overeat. Isn't that amazing? Uh, And uh, I believe wholeheartedly uh, that uh, compulsive overeating is a disease and a disease is a medical problem. A medical problem, not a psychological or a psychiatric problem. It's not an allergy. It's not a spiritual malady. Uh, it's it's not those things. It's a medical problem. Now, certainly, it creates those other problems, but at its core, it's purely a medical problem. And so, uh, this solution to me is very easy to explain to people. This uh, O A offers me a spiritual solution to a medical problem. Very simple. Very simple. And so, I can forget my emotions. And uh, I and my psychological or psychiatric problems and address the, the idea that compulsive overeating works for me. And it doesn't for other for normal people. It works for me. Something's different about me. And so that's what my focus is on is uh, recovery from that disease. And so anyway, I'm la- very happy to be here tonight uh, as they say, I say, um, I'm dealing with the loss of my son, but there's no place I would rather be uh, than here with you uh, to, and, uh, this evening. So thank you. And, and then I, I hope we have some questions. I'd like to, like to see what you Hi. Um, first, all, I'm sorry for loss. I to thank you for, for your service today. Mm-hmm. I
0: wanted to know um, how you experience or your higher power
1: well yeah uh, you're asking me how I define my higher power well that part of my talk about the 11th step was that that I uh, not only do I uh, by the way I that's a good question very good question (laughs) I'm going to think of an answer in a minute but anyway (laughs) I uh uh I uh, invite my higher power to share my meals with me. That's also part of my uh, program. I invite him to sh- share my meals with me because he's my partner, my third step. I committed my food plan to him. So he's he's my partner. And so if he's going to be my partner. I have come and join me in this wonderful meal. Thanks for this healthy food and uh, no problem. I mean, I don't have any white knuckling in it or anything of the sort. It's a very pleasurable experience. And I I invite my higher power. Uh, into that and, and make him a part of that meal three times a day. But then uh, uh, as time went on, I, I thought, that works wonderfully. So that three spiritual experiences a day, inviting my higher power to share my meals with me and to, and to have that time with him and, uh, and, and also my, my exercise and running. But I thought, you know, uh, those in-betweens, you know, I have three moderate meals a day, nothing in between. Uh, I forgot about the in-betweens, which become now so important uh, to me in this sense that that may be where I need the connection with a higher power more than I do when I'm meeting. Uh, and so I constantly uh, have a game of whatever's going on uh, to ask him to share it with me. Come and share this problem with me. And uh, he uh, always is willing to do it. And uh, he's always willing to join me in my meals. I don't know if he's a compulsive overeater, but I can tell you this he's never missed a meal in 17 years. And so <laughs> that, that has worked well for me. But uh, that experience of, of inviting my higher power in, into my life, in all aspects of my life, uh, really works well for me and gives me a sense, a spiritual sense uh, in this life. So that's as good as I can explain it.
0: Yes. Hi. Um what would you just say to someone like who knew how to start defining God, how to start where you don't believe, how to act like it?
1: Do you have any gems? Uh no, I don't. <laughs> uh uh I don't. I, uh, I don't. I uh I guess that's a personal thing and the idea of uh of accepting that idea. And, and 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 envisioning uh, having a vision of your own higher power is a very personal thing uh, for me. Anyway, I'm not sure my higher power is like anybody else is in this room, and I certainly you know wouldn't uh, advise anybody I sponsor. I mean, they have to they have to find their own vision of a higher power. And uh, I, uh, I, uh, you know, I I you know step two I've come to believe that a power greater than myself that's a simply put as it can possibly be. It just has to be a power greater than myself. That's it. And then I can go on from there and and uh make my higher power anything I want and join them in anything I want. So that that would be uh that would that's my experience with that second step. Okay. That's it.
0: How are you chair my my friend so now and um, I'm back from a relapse of about three or four years um, and it sounds like a story that you never relapsed but the history that's gone what can what a uh, suggestion can you make to, make to stick this out with it and not to go out or not to house.
1: Is there Well I can only tell you my experience and uh, although I haven't had a relapse in this program per se you know I've uh, uh, you know, I have certainly seen a lot of people relapse. Uh, in my experience, what it always starts, it's not the food at all. It's an emotional relapse that starts the, starts the progression. My, my emotions, I, I can't, I just can't uh, deal with them. I've got to find some relief. I'm in, I'm in withdrawal. It's a very simple medical uh, thing. I, I'm addicted to something and I go into withdrawal. And when I get into withdrawal, my emotions go haywire and I'm looking, I'm looking for a solution. And so the, the idea of having the steps to resolve those conflicts, to resolve those emotional conflicts, you're, I can stay absent. I can stay absent, But I have to always uh, turn it over to my higher power, my sponsor, the program, and, and be in meetings, and, and I can resolve those conflicts. So I'm out of time. Thank you very much. <coughs>